There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, the ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou dost, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time in his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. The wind bloweth there, it listeth and is, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh. And whither it goeth, so is every one that is born of, of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to, unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. If I told you, earthly things and ye believeth not how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things and no man hath ascended up to heaven but he that came down from him even the son of man which is in it and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness even so must the son of man be lifted up that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have ever eternal life for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son to the world, in the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light is come to the world. And men love darkness rather than light, because of their deeds were evil. For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifest, that are that they are wrong. Go. Let's go to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the day, Lord. We thank you for this blessing that you give us of being able to get up. And come to church and worship you. Just be with us throughout uh, this uh, teaching, Lord. Just help me to, to share what's in my heart uh, with everyone and pray that uh, everyone gets a blessing. Uh, we thank you so much for this day again. And go with us now, lead God, and direct us in Jesus' name. Amen. So, um, I guess the title of this is going to be The Great Necessity. Now, um, Studying this, we've always we've heard of Nicodemus throughout the scripture. The Bible refers to him, I think, three separate times in the Bible. Um, you know what I come to find out? The study was it was an awesome study. Uh, it was fun to learn about a little bit about the culture of it, how it worked, uh, and just uh, you know him in general. You know, it talks about um, 
the person who he was. We start out with his description. Who is Nicodemus? And it tells us in verses uh, 1 that there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Um, he was, you know, to put it lightly, he was almost, his position was above the law. He was a, he was a religious leader. Uh, they, uh, they were looked extremely high. Uh, they did no wrong. They were almost blameless. Uh, and I think this, lining this up is where, uh, and he's talking to Jesus and, and asking questions almost, you know, I don't know if it's context is he's kind of maybe poking a little bit or, uh, but Jesus answers really good. So uh, we'll talk a, a little bit about his religion. Now, in Romans, uh, and you don't have to turn there. You can just listen, because um, I've got several verses if I get through them all. In Romans uh, 10, uh, it tells us, uh, for a, I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Will they be ignorant of God's righteousness and go about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God? Nicodemus was a uh, was a Pharisee. He was, you know, considered righteous and and high ranking. So, uh, you know, he was up there. And I think when he come to Jesus at this point is when uh, and and they walk through the, the this. I think I really think he got saved. And uh, I think he come. As we all do sometimes, as a religious person, right? We go to church all of our life, and we understand, you know, we know what it means to go to church. We know what it means, but he really didn't know what it meant to be born again, right? And if we're not born again, you know, the Bible tells us, you know, we can't even enter. enter. So, uh, but in Matthew twenty-three. 15, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, and how for ye compass sea and land to make one prostate, and when he is made, ye make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. That's right. So, you know, it, it, we can look good on paper. We can come to church. We can, we can even hand out tracts. We can do things up but if if we don't become born again just squander our life we'll spend the our eternity in not a good place so um but he was a moral nicodemus was a moral person yeah and in matthew 5 it tells us uh for i say unto you except your righteousness shall exceed the righteous of the scribes and the pharisees ye shall not in no case enter in the kingdom of heaven. As righteous as we want to make, want to seem, as many times as we go to church, as many times as we help the needy, uh, as many times as we give our tithes, our offerings, our alms, as many of those as we give, we can't get in the, into the kingdom. So, uh, 
Also in Philippians 3, 6, uh, it tells us uh, concerning zeal. And it's of the church. Touching the righteous which is in the law is blameless. And this is where kind of uh, I saw the Pharisees. They're almost blameless. They, they don't want to take uh, uh, they don't want to accept the fact if they don't accept them, they're not and and I think that's that's something that that's really hard for people to see uh, the simplicity of of grace being able to accept God is is the hardest part. You know he was uh, he was also sincere uh, for mainly the fact that they came to Jesus. You know he was he was a higher order. From what I saw in the world, if you're a person of stature, you don't, most of the time you don't go to people. People come to you. Right. Um, Good teaching. They, you know, they look, you know, they have people come to them, not necessarily servants, but if, you know, in a business and you're over people, they come to you and you got messages. Well, Nicodemus came to Jesus. Mm, that's good. And was taught. And, and he was asking questions. You know, I, I think some of those questions he asked, maybe he didn't completely understand. And maybe it was just, we're going to ask the questions. All right, I'm going to ask you straight up, was it? And, and I think that's where he got his answers. So, um, Philippians 3, okay, we read Philippians 3, 6. And then also in First Timothy, uh, we'll look at that one thirteen. Who was before the blasphemy and it persecuted and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. You know, all of these people that we read of in the Bible before they get saved. Uh, they did stuff ignorant, and we do stuff ignorant yeah. because we don't know it. Right. Um, you know, even some of the things that we do in church is we do it ignorantly because we don't, we've not read, we've not studied, right. we don't know, and and it, it's it's a tradition or a habit that's just passed along the way. Uh, you know, that's that's one we have to be careful. With. Because Nicodemus came to Jesus, he, he didn't know. And I think when we go to the world, uh, the world's ignorant of what we do. And we can't look at them as, you know, not, uh, you know, we can't say, ha, 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 you know, you're, you don't know. So we're not going to tell you. So we have to look at them and explain to them. And, you know, I think Jesus set a perfect example right here of just walking through the scriptures and walking through uh, what he needed to know. Now, also, uh, Nicodemus, he gives his confession uh, in verse 2. So if you look in verse 2, uh, it says, The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou dost, except God be with him. 
I was reading some things about Nicodemus, and, and I don't know how true the, the story was, but it said he was able to do um, he was able to do things almost like miracles. Uh, I don't know if he had some type of spells that he used. I don't know what they used, but what I was reading said he was able to do some of this. So I think when you when you look at this text, it says, "Thou art a teacher. I'm from God." No man, and he knew no man could do these things except the miracle. Do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with you. So I think, you know, necessarily he didn't, he had some maybe inclinations. He had, he was able to see some things or whatever, but he wasn't able to do what Jesus did. He wasn't able to, uh, to be able to answer those questions the way he did. So, uh, and he gave a confession that, you know, he didn't understand because he was doing this stuff and, and Jesus was able to answer the questions and, and he saw, Nicodemus saw Jesus answering the questions and for doing his miracles and, and different things throughout and he knew that that's why he came to him. He came to him to see. So, um, you know, he had a, Nicodemus had a, had a need. The Lord saw his true condition. Right. He saw through the holiness of his profession, his self-righteousness in his heart. And that's, you know, that's a tough one for everyone. Uh, it's hard to, as much as we want to, we have that self-righteousness in us. Right. And that's, that's when the Bible tells us we got to die to self daily. Yeah. That's why, that's why it tells us we got to get rid of self-righteousness. And uh, Nicodemus, I'm sure the position he was in, uh, had a lot of self-righteousness. Yeah. Um, he also, you know, considered holy. You know, he was, everybody looked at him that he knew the answers. He knew how to get, uh, he knew what the religious crowd was supposed to do. And, and I think seeing that is where uh, his true heart was changed. So in Jeremiah 17 and 9 and 10, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his. Also in Mark, Mark 7, for from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, you know, that kind of falls into, if you don't know God, if you've never been raised, uh, if, if you've not been related, you've not been raised religious, doing these things is not a bad thing. Right. It kind of falls that ignorance. Sure. I mean, if you don't know, if you've not been, if you've not to been told the culture, you've not been told... Uh, Murder, fornication's bad. 
how you gonna know unless somebody tells you. And I think uh, Nicodemus was I think he knew this was bad, but lining everything up and, and examining his heart is where he comes to know the word. And also in Romans three twenty three. For all sin comes short of the glory. And that's nobody's righteousness. Nobody is. Nobody's heart is. Nobody's deeds is strong enough. Nobody's works is strong to be able to get to heaven. There's no back door to heaven. There's no side entrance. There's no anything. <laughs> you gotta go through the through the main gate, through the front doors, and, and there's only one way to do it. So, um, Nicodemus didn't need a teacher. He needed to say, and with that, he they knew that Jesus was a teacher. He was teaching, but be able to see it of what he needed in his life was something. The Lord stated his need. This is verse 3. Uh, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Must be born again. He lacked one thing. The one thing being me. He didn't feel like he needed it. He felt like he was close enough to God that he didn't need that salvation. Now in Mark 10, Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him, and said unto him, One thing that thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor. And thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come take up the cross and follow me. This story, this would be a hard story to try to follow. You read this whole story. He told us to go give everything away. I don't. I could. I don't know that I. I have enough. I don't know how that I have enough faith that I can just give everything away. That would be a hard thing to do. And being righteous enough, sometimes we have that self. We need more, or we're doing, or we're doing more. Next person. You know, if, if God tells you to give everything away, all your possessions, give it to the poor, um, that would be a hard thing. To do. That would be a hard thing. Right. Some of you all might it might be easy. Um, I don't feel like I have a lot. But I feel like keep it, hold it, <laughs> take care of it. So, um, but I think. Giving that stuff away and with that would be the hardest. And you know, Nicodemus had questions throughout. In verse 4, he said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? 
can he enter into the second time that his brother's womb be born? You know, I think when I read that, I try to get. It's hard reading the context and try to figure out, okay, because I've been facetious, if that's the word. You asked questions and you already know the answer to. Maybe a little bit of a smart, like, how can you be born? You know, I, I could see him asking. Um, and he could have been truly honest asking. So it's hard to tell when you're in the reading. But also in verse 9, Nicodemus answered him and said, how can these things be? So he asked questions. He didn't ask many questions uh, because Jesus did most of the talk. Um, God always God always answers man's questions but man cannot answer God's so if we ask God he can answer a question sometimes we don't know we can't answer why God did something we don't know we don't know why God um, had this situation happen we don't know why God may have touched something. We don't know why God allows people that follow him closely to struggle. We don't know why God lets, well, we know that their reign is on earth and through the earth. We're going to prosper here. We put but sometimes we can't, we can't get our eyes on it. And that's where we need to focus on. So, in in John five eighteen, he gives us question. He says, "Therefore, the Jews sought to kill him because he not only had broken the Sabbath." But also that God was his father, making himself equal to God. You know, when we studied this the other day, we talked about this the other day. You know, did God do a bad thing by, or did Jesus do a bad thing by uh, doing something on the Sabbath? You know, sometimes in people's eyes. But in God's eyes, Saves. So, I must be man to be born when we ask that question. Flesh is flesh, and we know flesh is flesh. Um, things seem appealing to us. We we want what people's has. We see a nice shiny car. We see. Uh, Nice truck to be able to haul stuff, the trailers. Uh, we see people in nice houses. That's our flesh. That's our flesh talk. And I think uh, Nicodemus saw a lot of that. He had a lot of that. He said, Christ, before he what it took to be born again. And then we see that in, in verse 5 6, where it's that which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit. 
we put into our spiritual life is what we're going to get out of spiritual Yes, sir. If we if we keep it as just we've got we've got the milk that we need. We've got it. just did enough to skate in there. That's all we're going to get. That's all. Did we work? How does Are we good examples here? So, uh, you know, I think we have. Now, also in Romans 8, you know, 4 through 8. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the mind the thing, but they are after the spirit of things. So, to be carnally minded is the spiritually minded is like peace. Because the carnal minded is against God. For it is not subject to the law, neither indeed can. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So the Bible tells us our flesh can't please God. God cares nothing about it. God's God cares about our God cares about and No process that we can do, however much that we put on, let's do, doesn't please God. You know, I don't think just because we give a lot of money, we're not in the right spirit. Right. If we're if we're in there, and I know there's there's a reference in the Bible that did that. people put money just sure. you can see. Uh, and if sometimes given to the church is not necessarily making people feel welcome, right. I think doing that uh, is what God pleases God. So, yeah. in Matthew 7. 16. I know I'm flipping through a lot of verses. Um, so like I said, you can you can follow, uh, you can flip through, and I'll read them. Uh, but Matthew 7, 16. You shall know them by their fruits. You may gather grapes from the thorns or figs of thistles. You know, I think we have to Knowing that, that we have to know what their fruits are. We need to provide good fruit, good fruits. Yeah. If if we're the grumpy person that always sits around, where do you go to church at? Uh, we go pilgrim. Hmm. Not a lot of fruits in that church. Uh, if you're always so, you know, if we're if we're that, we're not going to be a welcome church. But if we're people see what we do, and I know us 
being out at the outreaches and stuff, people say, oh, you're the church that, that Christ. Not, puts us on, not, not always puts us down. Right. And we have those conversations at the outreaches. Sure. People tell us, you know what we're supposed to. Now, we don't need to fall into that surprise. We need to uh, make sure we keep working. Man by nature is dead. So, and it tells us all through the Bible. We're dead if we don't accept Christ. We're not. Uh, we're not going to be in heaven. In Genesis two seventeen, but the tree of knowledge, good and evil, that thou not eat it. For in the day that thou eatest, therefore thou shalt surely die. Now, I don't think, uh, I don't think at that point that we necessarily had it. Uh, I think, you know, that in the garden, you know, it was probably a beautiful tree. Had beautiful fruit, and it was tempted. And you know, the serpent, he's really good. He's really good at telling us it's okay. One time we're or nobody else. Nobody knows what you're doing. But when we do that, we eat that. That's when. Um, you know, that's when we start dying. Spirits. <clears throat> like it quenches the spirit that we have in us. Man by nature is a sinner. And no one can enter into heaven. But he must have a new nature fitting for him. Psalms 51. <clears throat> Behold, I was sharpened in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive. Revelation 21 27. And there, in no wise, enter into anything that defiles, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or make a lie. But they which are written in the Lamb's book. So we must be written into the Lamb's book. And if we're not, then it's going to be a Bible gives us all kinds of examples. Uh, how can we go with people? 
with that, we can look at Ephesians 5.26. Amen. Sanctify and cleanse us. Washing of water by the word. We've got to use the got to use the word to wash our mind. That's how we cleanse ourselves. Even if we're we are born again, even if we've accepted Christ, to keep our cleansing, to keep ourselves washed, to keep ourselves clean, uh, the word is. Uh, and there's, there's many verses. Also, Romans 8, or Romans 8. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to the knowledge. They, being ignorant of God's righteousness, go about to establish their own righteousness and have not submitted themselves to the righteousness. We need to cleanse ourselves. We need to cleanse ourselves of saying the word. We need to spend time in prayer. Funny. For a long time, you know, I thought saying prayer was I had to bow my head and go. Many times, and I think we talked about this a little bit on Thursday, thanks or Wednesday before thanks. We don't have to always bow our heads. It might just be. Just ask God. You know, he's available. Sure. Uh, if you're driving, you can't bow your head and say prayer. Uh, sometimes it's bow your head and go to sleep. Driving to, but there's many times out on the road, people are like, I got a problem. I'm uh, uh, Talk throughout. It's going to be my best example for, for my life. You know, in me. So I think we can spend a lot of time with that. By the Spirit of God, we apply it. I learned to live for Christ. we got to learn. Once we've accepted Him, we've got and by doing that, we're going to we're going to try. We live on the devil rules this break. We if we try to get to Christ. Closer we get, the harder we get. We have to be careful. 
uh, in Hebrews 4. God is quick, is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of souls, joints and marrow, and discerner of the thoughts. God's word tells us again, God. In God's word, that. What's right, what's not right. Uh, over the year, over the last probably year, we spent a lot of times in our lives, in our family's lives, trying to get rid of worldly, as much worldly stuff as we can. You know, it was, we started with kind of taking out the TV, started. Not, you know, before we were, we just turned the TV on for no reason. Basically, we just turned it on out of habit. We turned it on out of habit. And, and now it's, we turn things on occasionally. We don't have any kind of cable. We don't have, we have YouTube. We have just some different things. But eliminate that and starting to look at other things how evil the world opened our eyes up how the closer we get in our Bible the more that we do for God the more we see that this world is not right and if you're not if you're not accepted Christ and Christ is knocking on you. Today it's Friday. And he, he doesn't give us another south at any moment. He promises a, he don't promise us another day. So, you know, I give my testimony a little bit couple thirty and and I felt like that in that if I didn't accept him at that moment I didn't have another chance. And you know I know some people have deathbed convictions. And I'm not saying God can't do that because you had a thief on the cross that since he wasn't baptized, he still made that right. Um, he lived his whole life in a sinful way. Yeah. Accepted Christ on that last moment. And I'm sure we'll end one day to the story. So, um, on that note, um, quick highlights of this. Nicodemus was a very righteous I think he was a very rich 
because it mentions uh, after Jesus was crucified, he brought uh, over a hundred pounds of essential oil out extremely valuable in those days. So, but he was humble enough through these scriptures to know that he needed Christ. And Christ was able to, through these verses, and, you know, I think these verses could easily go to people in church daily, or every time the doors are open. You could think you could this could apply to your life. Righteous. But Nicodemus answered correctly. He made the right decision. And I hope you will today.